Well, good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Thanks for joining us today as we learn more about people, places, and things in Jessamine County. As I told you in the opening, we're going to be talking today about some ladies. Not just one person, but in fact four. There was a family in our community. Well, there is a family in our community, but the the parent's name was Arch Hager and his wife, Murdy, who was a house. And they had nine kids. And of all the families in our community, you know, usually if you have a big family, you have one or two that are pretty prominent in business and in education. But this family, it seems like all of them were. And we're trying to cover them as best we can throughout this show. Well, there was five boys, and we're, and they were business owners and educators. In fact, in the last month... We have done a show on Cornelius Hager and his brother, Ellistine Hager, and we've still got some boys to go, but there was four ladies in that family, four girls, and we're going to do that show today on all four of them, mainly because they did basically everything together. So we thought it would be interesting to combine this show today and talk about the four Hager girls. Now, with me today is daughters of one of them. Marie. We have two people here, Johnetta Ogden and uh, Judy Brumfield are with us in the studio, and they're going to be uh, telling us about the four Hager girls. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having us. And we are so glad you came. Judy, you just jump in when you're ready, all right? Just hang on, hold on, and, and, and we'll get you along for the ride here. Now, John, we'll start by saying that behind every good man is a good woman. And needless to say, in this family, as tight as, they, as I know they all were, these four ladies carried the family quite a bit in that's, a lot of ways. That's correct. And uh, there were four of them. And, and, and to start with, let's go down the, the order of all the kids, just start with the oldest. Just name them. No, I'm not talking about the girls necessarily, just but the boys too. Who was the oldest child? Thelma Udell. Okay, so two girls came along first. All right, that's correct. And then Uncle Ellistine. So they finally got a boy, and, and with Ellistine, you thought they would have just quit right there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but they went on. So who was after Ellistine? Flossie. So three girls and a boy. And they probably thought at that point in time, man, the odds are we're going to have a bunch of girls here. Who was next? Uh, CR. All right. Then another boy came along. Then Uncle Lyman. Okay. Then they took a break. They took a break. They took a break. They took a two-year break. Okay. They had the older bunch and the younger bunch. Let me scoot you around here a little bit because I'm afraid I'm not going to hear you. So basically the first five were a year apart? Is that? Two years. Two years apart. And then they took the break. Now, who came next? Then uh, Uncle Lyman. Okay. And then Vernon B., or Uncle Buddy. Uncle Bu- yeah. And Mother, Marie. Right. And then Arch Jr. But now, your mom, Marie, and Buddy were twins. Correct. And Junior was the youngest. Uh-huh. So, we had nine kids here, five boys, and four girls. All right. So, that's the line of the kids. Let's focus on the girls. And, and it's appropriate, I guess, that the oldest one and oldest two were girls. So, your first one was Thelma. Let's talk about Thelma. Tell me when Thelma was born and tell me who Thelma married and who her children are. And Thelma was born at home. Mm-hmm. They, my, Her grandparents lived in the Pollard area, and she was born December the 8th, 1904. She was married in 1921 to Hubert Cobb. Okay. And from that marriage, they had six children. In order were Stuart, Loretta, mm-hmm. Louise, Phyllis, Linda, 
and Gordon. Now, out of the six children, how many are are still with us? We I know Phyllis and Linda and Robin and Gordon. Is that the only four? The, right. Linda and Gordon. So mm-hmm. those four are still living. Yes. All right. So Louise the, is Louise, Phyllis, Linda, and Gordon. Yeah, I called mm-hmm. her Robin. That's so. I guess that's how I because her name is isn't her name Robin mm-hmm. Louise or Louise Rob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, Phyllis's daughter. Everybody calls her Robin. I know her by Beth. So yeah, it's exactly. Those double names. All right. So that's the oldest. That's Thelma. Mm-hmm. Then along came Udell. Now, who, when was she born, and who did she marry, and who were her kids? She was born in this, um, January 28th, mm-hmm. 1906. Mm-hmm. And again, at, in the house they lived in in Pollard. And in 1922, she was 15 years old, and she got married to Luther Cobb. Now, was Luther kin to Hubert that married Thelma? Distant kin. Okay, down the road somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they had three children. Uh They had Eulen, Anna Pauline, and Houston. Now, Anna, is Pauline the only one that's still alive? The two boys are gone, right? Right. Houston and and, um, Eulen Eulen are both dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's Udell. Mm -hmm. So that was two years apart. Then Ellistine came in, and then after Ellistine came, we had another girl, and that was Flossie. Mm-hmm. Same info on her. Aunt Flossie was born uh, December the 7th, 1911. Mm-hmm. And again, she was born at home in Pollard. She married Uncle Clyde Hayden mm-hmm. in 1931. And they had three children, mm-hmm. Billy, Gail, and Wayne. And all three of them are still living. No. No, no, that's right. Gail is deceased, isn't she? So it's Mm -hmm. just the two boys. And we just did a show not long ago on Bill and the Hayden Company, and that's this this is the Hayden we were talking about. So his mother was Flossie. Now we had some boys come along, but then the twins arrived. Were there twins in the family before that, do we know? No, and our grandmother did not know she was having twins at the time. Really? And it was, they were born in July, the middle of July, Uh and Mother always said it was really a hot summer, and old Mother was just miserable. And the day that they were born, Aunt Dale had Eulen, her firstborn. Eulen was three months old. And really? old mother gave birth to all of these children at home. I say old mother, right. that's our grandmother. Right. And when Uncle Buddy and Mom were born, Aunt Dale took Eulen downstairs and gave him to our grandfather, Arch Sr., and he, she said, here, Daddy, hold him. There's two more upstairs. So how old was Eulen when your mother three was born? Months. Three months. So they had a nephew that was three months older than them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's That's kind of unusual Mm -hmm. so your mom marie go ahead and tell us about her birth date and your dad she was born july 15th 1923 Mm -hmm. and she married john preston in 1943 Mm -hmm. she was born at home on christman mill Mm -hmm. our grandparents had moved to christman mill by that time from pollard and they had four children judy johnetta Mm -hmm. anna and jackie and all four of you are still around yes yes and then of course Arch Jr. came along. So you got these four girls, which which in those days and time, and you got that many. Of course, I guess by the time your mom came along, some of these older ones were already gone. 
They were out of the home. They were. So it wasn't like your, your grandparents were raising nine kids all at once. It was spread out over time. Now, let's let's focus on your grandparents a minute. Tell us real quick, what, what did they do? What was your grandfather's occupation, and how did they raise these nine children and grandchildren, all of them? Basically, he was a farmer okay. in the Christmas Mill in Pollard area. And then later in his life, he was sheriff mm-hmm. for a couple of, of terms. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a politician. Mm-hmm. I don't guess he ever held any other office right. other than sheriff. Right. But he was big in politics in this county. And his wife, Murdy, old mother, stayed at home mm-hmm. and raised the kids. Uh, she would do... Everything that a country wife does, she had a garden Mm -hmm. and tended her yard, and she was a wonderful Christian woman. She had the hardest job. She did. She did. did. And I might remind people that a few weeks ago, I had a program on about CR. We talked to his son, David, and I might remind people that your granddad, Arch, was sheriff during the time of integration. Yes. So it was not an easy job. Uh, with him and Chief Bruner at the Nixville Police because of the civil unrest that went on in our community as well as across the country uh, when that occurred. But that's when he was sheriff in that time period. These girls, now they, you know, you've got a difference from 1904 to 1920, what, three, your mother, of, of 19 years there. And by the time Marie came along, I guess that Thelma and Udell and maybe even Flossie to a point were kind of like mothers to your mother. They were. Yeah. They helped raise Uncle Lyman, Uncle Buddy, yeah. Mother, and Uncle Junior. But these these four, I mean, you know, the the older three were close yeah. because of sisters, and your mom a sister, but almost like a little girl mm-hmm. because of the age difference. These girls did a lot together, they didn't did they? Everything now together. let's let's talk though before we get into what's together. Let's talk about individually. Did any of the four of them work outside the home? They did. Uh, Aunt Thelma and Aunt Udell and Mother all worked in the parachute factory that was over on Oak Street. Right. And for those people that are newer to our community, the building is not there anymore. It is across the street uh, from Hagerin County Funeral Home. It's that parking lot. There, you, you, and for those in our community, it's the old Jessamine County Fire Station. But it was upstairs. Or, well, it was in that building. I think the it roller was rink was yes. upstairs, wasn't it? Was it? Upstairs. Uh-huh. But it was a parachute for the war. Uh-huh. I mean, it that's what they the made war. was for the war. Uh-huh. So they all three worked there. Yes. Okay. Was there other occupations that any of them had? Wasn't one of them a teacher or two? Aunt Flossie was a teacher. Aunt Flossie taught. Mm-hmm. She taught. Aunt Flossie taught. Do you know she where? She was a teacher at Nicholasville Elementary. She started okay. at Christmas Mill. And yeah. she, she had she a tenure at Christmas Mill. teacher at Christmas Mill. So she taught you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and guess. Uncle Cornelius taught Mother and Uncle Buddy and Uncle Junior. Man, y'all had to toe the line. Didn't you? So they had a teacher, and then you had to parachute, but... I guess if you had to write down, if any one of them had to write down your occupation, they probably would all say housewife mother. Yes. Which is the hardest one, the hardest occupation of all. But now let's get into this stuff, this togetherness stuff. Talk about all these things that they did, especially the one that I guess they're most known for is their quilting. Doug, in my estimation, they were each other's best friends. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time together. They always had handwork. Um, our grandmother ta- instilled in them that you make your time account for something. Yeah. And even after putting in a day's work in the yard and in the garden and the home, they would. When mother would sit down, she would have cross stitching, mm-hmm. or quilting, mm-hmm. or patchwork. 
something along that line to do while she was sitting there watching television or she never very seldom let her time go to waste. And they were all like that. They were all like that. All the guys, too? Yes. That's how they got so much done. Exactly. So the quilting, that's something they just picked up from your mother, your grandmother. They did. She taught them all to quilt at an early age. Mm -hmm. And they would get together and quilt with her at her house. Mm -hmm. And then after she was gone, um, they would get together at each other's houses. And one of them, the term they used was they were going to put in a quilt. And that means they were going to put it in the frames, and the quilting frames, and then work on the quilt as they could. When they could all get together, they called it having a day. Mm -hmm. And it was literally a day of quilting, hard quilting. And they would all sit together and quilt and just talk among themselves and just have mm-hmm. a wonderful time. They looked forward to those times. They only got to quilt basically in the fall and the winter months because mm-hmm. in summer months they were busy outside. Right. Now, did they ever work individually on a quilt? Yes. Oh, yeah. So they, as they could, but then they got together too. Yes. All right. Um, who, when they had who, a quilt in, they called it, mm-hmm. they were together every day, mm-hmm. five days a week, for like two weeks till they got it finished. Till they got it done. Yeah. Do we have any idea how many they did? I mean, oh. it's hard to tell. Isn't it? We lost count just with moms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just yeah, just yeah. No, not even adding in the one, rest of them. One winter, mom pieced four Dresden plates and gave the other three one piece to yeah. be quilted for their Christmas gift. Yeah. And then that winter, they quilted all four of them. They quilted different styles of quilt. Uh, some they would make as patchwork, mm-hmm. and others they could get prepared kit Mm -hmm. and that was like an applique Mm -hmm. quilt or a cross stitch quilt and when you did a cross stitch quilt it took a lot of thread embroidery thread so to kind of economize they would take the thread the length of thread that they wanted and divide it in half and just use three strands instead of the six yeah and that way their thread went farther and each one of them had a set of frames quilting frames Mm -hmm. And the one they used the most, though, was made by their Uncle Sam House, which was their mother's brother. The long pieces that they attached the quilt to were made out of walnut. Mm -hmm. They just prized their quilting frames. You just really took care of them. Sure, yeah. But whoever's house they were at that day to quilt, she was the one that was in charge of lunch. And snacks. Yeah. And they didn't have like a sandwich or they didn't run to town and get a hamburger. They fixed roast and potatoes. Oh, and this was like Sunday dinner, wasn't it? Yes. But back then, that's the way yeah, you ate all the time. Day. Yes. Yeah. They every time. Yeah, today. that's right. You know, I can remember, so this has nothing to do with your, your family, but I can remember so well my grandmother Fane and watching her stand beside my aunt and uncle in the stripping room and stop. In time to go cook lunch like you're talking about. She quit at 11 o'clock. You quit and go to the house and fix this big lunch that everybody would eat. And then once you clean, you know, the table off, you went back and stripped more tobacco. The the husbands helped each other set the tobacco, pick the corn. Right. They moved around and they do Uncle Clyde's this week and then Daddy's next week. Well, then the women went to that person's house and cooked the big dinner for the work camp every day in the summer. This family was almost like a community within itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you get a lot really done that way. Yes, it really was. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they were self-sufficient. 
Yeah. They had their gardens. They yeah. had farm animals, the cows. Right. And they always had hogs for their for pork, for mm-hmm. meat. Got right. together and killed the hogs. I mean, it just it was a big fa- Everything was a big Everything. family day. Mm-hmm. It was all the family. Yes. Yeah. Pretty amazing. What else did they did they did they have any other activities they liked to do? Together, or was it just the quilting? I mean, not just the quilting, but... It, it didn't matter. As long as they were together, yeah. they were happy. Yeah. yeah. They really were. Um, they just literally enjoyed being in each other's company. Yeah. And um, as you said earlier, Aunt Thelma and Aunt Dale helped raise Mother right. by her being the youngest one. And there for a while, Aunt Thelma and Aunt Dale could not drive. Mm-hmm. And whenever they went anywhere... Mother would always drive them. She would always take them. And sometime they would go to the stockyard on a specific day. At that time, they would have auctions. And they, the three of them would get in the car and go to Lexington to the stockyard to the auction. And they'd usually eat lunch out, which was rare. Yeah. And then they'd, she'd bring them back home, and they'd fix supper and mm-hmm. go along their day. She'd take them downtown Lexington shopping. That was a big deal. <laughs> you were gone all day. But they all three loved antiques. They like to go antiquing and go to to auctions and sales. They really just enjoyed being together. Let me let me work your mind here a minute on each one of them. Mm-hmm. Now I know that the answer I get at a certain point is going to be different because you're biased in that you'll be talking about your own mom. But let's start with Udell. Each one, give me a word. If you had to just describe Udell in one or two words, just her, what would it be? Funny. Aunt Dale always had the cutest sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. They all four were so compassionate and so kind and very loving. Yeah. All four of them were. Yeah. But Not just each, each other, but to everybody. Right. But Aunt Dale had, had a, just a sweet little sense of humor. And she loved to be outside. Yeah. She was an outdoor person, and she always had a green thumb. Aunt Thelma was the same compassionate. Aunt Thelma had a way with words. She could write. <laughs> yeah. Probably, and if she had been born later, she might have been a well-known writer. Really? Mm-hmm. She had a way with words. And again, just your typical grandmotherly right. type person, just always enjoyed seeing you when you came to see her, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just very loving. Mm-hmm. Aunt Flossie was um, more into the education, and she uh, really stressed the learning and the reading and the lessons from school. But again, she was very loving. Mm-hmm. I'm overusing that word, I know, but it is, it's very true sure. with all four of them. While Aunt Thelma could have been a writer, um, Aunt Flossie was, could have been an artist. Mm-hmm. She loved to draw and was very good at it. Mother was very kind. She often told us that she was happy when she could help someone else. Yeah. And she, she did that a lot. A lot more than a lot of people know. She would help people and didn't want any accolades for it, as the others didn't either. Uh, along the lines with Mom, she, when uh, Martha Lane Collins was governor, mm-hmm. they made a state quilt. Yeah, I've seen that. It's cool. Well, each, I believe it was a basket. Kentucky basket was the pattern, maybe. Yeah. I think it hangs in the uh Hangs in the Capitol, it now. does. And, and it's got 120 panels because there's one from each county, right? One from each county. Yeah. And Mom actually did the one from Jessamine from from County. Do you remember how she got picked to do that? I mean, do you, do you know how that... They contacted the extension office. Oh, okay. And they, gave, right. they yeah. told them about Mom. Mom had taught quilting like uh, for the home agent yeah, demonstration, yeah, yeah. the extension office. 
you know, homemade right, clubs. Right, right. She would uh, tell little, uh, teach little classes. Yeah, and you can see that quilt. If anybody goes to the state capitol, I was trying to remember earlier when we were talking about it. The best I can remember, unless they've moved it, when you go in the capitol, it's either on the first or second floor on the right. It's down a hallway, and it's, it hangs very prominent. You can see it. It's really cool to look at the different counties and to see how people interpreted their county to be. You said your mother's was in the border? My mother's was in the border, and it's just solid. Uh-huh. They're off white, right. nothing on it but quilting, yeah. and her name is applicator okay. uh, embroidered on it. We'll have to look for that. If you, if you go to the Capitol, be sure to look for that, folks. You know, I was fortunate to know every one of those people, Good. all of those ladies and all of their brothers. But the best I remember, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, and it, this, is not, this is not to slight any of the other three, but I always remember your mom had, so hardworking. They all were, and I know I'm sure they were. But I mean, even I remember, even with you, with your dad, he, he, she she'd hold her own. Yes, with anybody on the farm or whatever. She did, and that's one of the things I remember about her. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. I mean, she was not she near was health crippled. problems and different things. She was. Well, they all were tough. You had to be. You know, in that generation, you had to be tough to survive. Exactly. Well, see, like Aunt Thelma had an orchard, an apple orchard. Uh-huh. Okay, they all went there and picked the apples, and then they canned them before they had freezers. Right. I mean, they just did. The other three were, as a, as we have said, were older than Mom, and but they worked just as hard in their day mm-hmm. yeah. as Mother did yeah. when she was older. Right. Mother had a um, horrific accident when she was... 38 left her crippled and that didn't slow her down at all her orthopedist told her at one time she would never walk again and she said you'll see (laughs) she did and she She did did. um she gardened she helped dad in the farm uh when we were housing tobacco she held her own she would be right out there with him uh she has been known to drive the tractor when he was baling hay Mm -hmm. and um she whatever he needed she was there to help him and never complained. You know, the cool thing about this family that you all have, have enjoyed, and when I say you all, I'm talking about all you grandkids. You didn't have one mom. You had four. You had four. All of you we had did. four. And, and you, five, if you count your grandmother. You minded them just like you did your mother. Yeah, and I'm sure it held true with your uncles also. Yes. But, but, you know, the, the motherly bond feel that you would have with, with Tatey, Marie, you could have had it very easily with the other three. Yes. And I would think that the other children would say that about your mom also in, uh-huh. in different ways. See, when old daddy died, Aunt Udell and Uncle Luther moved in the big white house and, and took care of him. And so she became our grandmother. We still yeah. lived in the little white house. Yeah. She just stepped in and became our yeah. grandmother. She was the she and Aunt Thelma were the only grandmothers that Ann and Jackie ever knew. Mm-hmm. Just right there. And Aunt Udell's grandchildren would come to visit her, right. and we all played with them. Yeah, it's one big, literally, mm-hmm. one big happy family. Yes, yeah. And, of course, now, as, as, as you all grow older and, and, and all of the grandkids have grandkids and, and, and all along the way, uh, it just continues on. These nine people, you're very fortunate in that you had nine people who all contributed to our community and instilled that sense of family. And I know that you guys recognize that and you're very blessed to have had what you had out of these four ladies and the five guys too that's true we respected all of them and it was just um, a closeness that you didn't think that your family was 
in Boston or in California or somewhere, mm-hmm. people tell us all the time that how lucky we are that all of our family is right here mm-hmm. and we get to see them real often. Even now, we see the cousins as much as we can or mm-hmm. talk to them very mm-hmm. often. And it's it's just a joy to do sure. that. Well, these people live through them. And, it's, exactly. you know, even though they're not here, it's kind of like, you know, some of these people, I'll look at your list here a minute. Some of these people, Thelma, who has been gone since 2002, Udell, 1998. Of course, your mom recently in the last year. But some of these people, boy, if they were to come back and see our county now. They'd be amazed, wouldn't they? They would. But but the thing is, is that they would have to realize that in their own way, they helped to make it what it is now. Yes, they did. And that's that's very gratifying, I'm sure, for the entire Hager family to realize that. I told somebody not long ago that I can't think of any family in our community where you had so many people be so prominent, from the drugstore to the funeral home to the education to the construction. And then you had these school teachers and these farmers and the farmers' wives and the mom to have them all to be as prominent as they are. And uh, that's one of the reasons that we're doing these programs like we're doing because we want we have to cover everybody because they were so prominent in our community. Believe it or not, our time is up and I want to thank you guys for coming in and sharing this uh, bit of history with us as we remember these four ladies who who made a big difference not only in what they did in their lives but their offspring and now their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren just continues to live. So thank you guys. Thank you very much for giving us this opportunity. My thanks to Johnetta for coming in and sharing the history of the Hager Girls here on All Things Jessamine. We appreciate you coming in every Saturday morning also. Hope that we're able to teach you a little bit about your county, where you live, people and places and things. We'll do it again next Saturday right here on Jess FM 105.9.